Welcome, friend, to our final November conversation on Chris Fabry Live. Oh, I have a good one for you today. It's going to be a good one for me because I like getting to know you a little bit better. And conversations like the one that we're going to have today help us do that. Here is my question. When you opened your eyes this morning, what excited you about today? Is there something special going on in your life that you look forward to? Or is there something that you do each day that kind of stirs you and makes you roll out of bed instead of staying there? Sonda posted on Facebook today, I'm being released from the hospital after fighting meningitis. There it is. God bless you, Sonda. That'll get you out of bed and go going home. Boy, I'd be excited for that trip, wouldn't you? Let me give you our number. I want you to call me today. Maybe this will be the first time I get you to call me. This might be it. And I want you to tell me when you wake up, what is it that propels you into the day, especially today? What is it that makes you glad you're alive? Will what excites you be task-oriented, relational-oriented, or relationally, event-oriented? You know, is there, is there something going on that you... But maybe there's something going on with your health. There's some people who have responded who are loving the sunshine from today. Let's find out. Here's the number, 877-548-3675. All of this does not negate the problems that we face every day. And there's probably somebody saying he wants people with a positive mental attitude to call in. He wants people that read Zig Ziglar's books to call or people's whose, people whose lives are free of any kind of trouble. Well, I'm all for a positive attitude after all. Positive thinking won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better than negative thinking will. That's what Zig said. But And I'm for trouble-free living, but I've long lived believing that we all have struggles, we all have tension, we all have difficulty in some area every day on some level. So if nothing excites you about your life today, I want you to listen to what others have to say, and maybe tomorrow morning your eyes will... <laughs> open and it'll be different. 877-548-3675. Or go to the website. You can answer on our Facebook page. You get the link there. You can send us an email, carrier pigeon. What gets you up in the morning makes you excited to jump into the day. What makes you whistle a happy tune and put a skip in your step when you awaken? 877-548-3675. Let me thank our team. Ryan McConaughey is doing all things technical. Trisha is our producer in the chair today. Lynn will be answering your calls. Let me thank our friends and partners for helping out this month, too, at the back fence. We went over our, we have a goal each month. Yesterday on the 29th, we went over our goal. And today we sent out what I think might be our best back fence post of the year, maybe ever. The most responded to video that we've sent out to back fence partners is me taking my mother grocery shopping a few years ago. That one was really popular. I'm glad we did that because I've got that in my uh, my memory banks. But today we sent out a conversation with Elisa Childers, who was with us two weeks ago talking about deconstruction and exvangelicals. And what she said after the program, when we turned the cameras on and chatted a few minutes, was really encouraging. And if you are a partner with us, make sure you open that email up today and watch it. It's titled Elisa's Flight from Progressivism. And if you're saying, well, I don't get that, how do I get it? Well, if you're not a partner, boy, howdy, jump on in the pool. A partner, a back fence partner gives a gift each month to this program. I like what Dr. Radelnik says. He said, give a gift. if you give $30 or more a month, that's about a dollar a day. 
And at that level, you receive 50% off all Moody Publishers materials like the Moody Bible Commentary, Five Love Languages, and a whole lot more, Bible Studies, Bibles. But no matter how much you give each month, you decide that. If you give a $5 gift a month or a $10 gift, you receive a signed copy of The Promise of Jesse Woods. And every Thursday, you get a video from yours truly with guests and back fence thoughts and encouragement. And sometimes I show you our goats and our chickens. I watch them every Thursday because most of the time I need to hear what I had to say. And I don't remember what I said when I put it on the video. So become a partner today by going to chrisfabrylive.org chrisfabrylive.org, or call 866-95-FABRY. One other thing, if you're a partner, you get our thank you each month just by requesting it. And this month, I've been telling you about Saving Grace and uh, my new novel. So click or call through, call, call, call or click through today. <laughs> Become a back fence partner with us at the Radio Backyard Fence, chrisfabrylive.org. Um, one of my daughters said, Dad, what are you talking about in your program today? I said, well, it's kind of a lighter topic. It's a get-to-know-you kind of uh, audience conversation. What do you get excited about when you open your eyes in the morning? And she said, what sparks joy? And I said, yeah, that's you could put it that way. I, we just leaned so much toward the negative. And maybe I'm projecting. <laughs> maybe that's just me. But if you watch the news, if you look at the headlines, most of them are negative. What bad thing happened? Or what bad thing is going to happen? That's what that's the engine that the world runs on, and that's what we click through and, and find out. And depending on your personality, you can tend toward that when you wake up. Well, what bad things are going to happen today? What mistake from yesterday is going to track me down? What shoe is going to drop? But even though that can be on our, on our minds, something gets us out of bed. Something propels us. Maybe it's the alarm. Elizabeth is the first one in today. Hi, Elizabeth. Go right ahead. Hi, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I guess what gets me up every day is, well, there's a couple of things. One is the hope that I will be reunited with my family. Mm. We've been apart for uh, 15, 15 years at least, something like that, and, and that I'd find a place to live. And that my health will get better. Those three things, just that hope that today could be the day. Yes. You know, we there's a lot we could talk about in there, but I, I'm I'm thinking about your family, and I was thinking about the uh, the biblical story of the prodigal son and the dad. The dad, in order to see his son as a speck on the horizon, had to have hope that at some point he would come to himself. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been standing there. And it sounds like it's that kind of hope that propels you with your family and the the distance there's been between you and your family. Is that true? Yes, and I, I, I've also been, you know, guided by, you know, other Christians that have said, be careful not to have false hope, because sometimes I... In the past, I would get stuck on this false hope where I just know, I just know that, you know, things are going to work out. But now, 20 years later, you know, it hasn't. And yeah. also not having a place to live. I, I just know something's going to happen. And, and, you know, I've been, you know, 
they talked to me about having hope but not having that false hope that I mean, the, the, the enemy can really use that against the person, you know what I'm saying? That false hope, that, like, that sure thing in your heart. And, and I know it's not a sure thing, you know what I'm saying? I do. I, you know, I, and I, I resonate with that because the, the whole idea of, you know, can God work a miracle here for you? And I go back to your family. And it sounds like the, the problem with the housing situation, too, you need a miracle there. And I'm going to ask our listeners to, to pray for you. And hang on. I want Tricia to get your information when you hang up, but um, before you hang up. But I think that I, I, get, I go back every time to the, the thing that Adrian Rogers said, uh, Pastor Rogers, and I still get to voice his radio program, Love Worth Finding. But he said, uh, believe in miracles, trust in Jesus. <laughs> That's the easiest thing to remember. Believe in miracles. Absolutely, God can do something. But you don't trust in the outcome of what is going to happen. What you trust in is him. You trust in his sovereignty. You trust in his timing. You trust in him to do what he's going to do because he's doing something in you in the middle of the longing. Uh, Come thou long expected Jesus. That's what we kind of celebrate at this time, this long waiting, the intertestamental period where the, the people were crying out for a savior and didn't see one. And when this baby in the manger showed up, it wasn't what they thought God was going to do. And they missed it. And then the religious leaders missed him later on. I'm preaching now, but Elizabeth, I really thank you for joining us today and talking about that. And I do pray, Father, would you make this reunion happen between Elizabeth and her family and the people that she wants to see after all these years, we're going to trust you to work this out in your time. We're also going to trust you for this situation for housing at this time of year. It becomes especially important with all the changes that are going on in the weather. And I don't know where Elizabeth lives. You know, you know what she needs. So would you provide that? I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. We'll take a break. Come back. 877-548-3675. I'm looking forward to your story today at the Radio Backyard Fence. What, when you woke up this morning, what was it that propelled you into the day and made you excited? 877-548-3675. What makes you excited about life when you wake up? What is it that you can't wait to do? And I asked that on Facebook and Megan said, well, Chris Fabry, funny you should ask. I woke up excited to be meeting up with a dear friend to give her the book Landscape of Hope. I heard about it on your program and I wasn't just excited this morning, but every single day since I ordered it, as I ran to my mailbox to see if it was there, it is such a beautiful book. I'm glad that you got introduced to that. Landscape of Hope is a wonderful book that we uh, had a conversation about just a few weeks ago. A lot of backstory in that book, too. Very biblical. How about you? Let's talk with Linda in Chicago. Linda, why did you call today? Excuse me. Yes, I call because I wake up every morning excited about what God has given me to do. And it's, it's a blessing and... I'm really thankful 
then I'm able to do it. What has he given you to do? Well, I'm teaching children in my church from age four to seven every Sunday. I'm helping my aunt who is 93 and she has dementia. I'm helping her three times a week. And I have a friend who relocated back to Chicago that I'm helping. And she's been my friend since eighth grade. So, you know, all of them, they're they're blessings. So each day is somebody I'm going to be helping in the week. So it's wonderful. Pull the curtain back on your aunt, your 93-year-old aunt, and tell me Mm -hmm. where where she is, what stage she's in, and what's what's the hardest thing that you encounter with her these days? Well, physically, she's she's fine. She can do a lot of things, you know. But her memory is really, you know, the short-term memory is is getting even worse. And... uh, She's, you know, she gets confused, and sometimes she, you know, does go with uh, sundowning in the evening. Cause I go, I go late in the evening to, you know, to be with her, cause she's in assisted living. But you know, it's it's a blessing because you know I just she's my only aunt left, and uh, I just get to, you know, be with her and talk to her and listen to the things she's telling me about the past and, and, and she enjoys my company. So, yeah. and I enjoy and you her. Pro- you provide comfort to her as well with that, you know, in, in the evening. Yeah. And both of these so far, Elizabeth, uh, Linda, yours and Elizabeth, both of them have been relational. Your teaching of the children, your friend mm-hmm. from a long time ago and your aunt, the thing that excites you most is those relationships that you have. Um, and, and there are tasks to do as well, things to teach, but I think that's, yeah. I, that's a thread that I think we're going to see running through the program today. Thank you for your call. Uh, let's go to Tennessee. Becky is on the line. Hi, Becky. Go right ahead. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you, Chris. Um, I wake up in the morning with tremendous amount of gratitude for the Lord because he answers prayers, and we've been in crisis. My daughter's been in crisis for a while with her mental illness. In October, it was just a horrible month. She had to move out of her place because she was fighting with all the neighbors. Uh, they had to move in with us and her, hus- her and her husband. And I just started praying, Lord, I know you have a place for them. And he said, I just want a place in the country where with a Christian landlord. And... Within a week, we found a place, my husband and I, we went and looked at it, and I told him what was going on with her, and he's, he's a wonderful Christian man, her husband, and it took a little while, but after much prayer, uh, the landlord did agree to rent to them. They weren't even in our house one month, and uh, then we were able to put her in the hospital. She would not go to the hospital willingly, and then once she, we, we had to put her in the hospital with a certificate of need. She could not get herself out of the hospital, and they're finally able to, after nine days, stabilize her. And when Thanksgiving came, we were able to have a peaceful Thanksgiving with the family. Many times we have to exclude her because of we don't want, you know, the conflict, the fighting, and we don't want any of that. So it was just a wonderful Thanksgiving, and 
I just want to say to Elizabeth, your first caller, there's never false hope. When we hope in God, it's true hope. It's hope. I never don't doubt ever when you're hoping in God because I was an answer to prayer and she's stable now and she's doing so much better. And then in the meantime, my other daughter had a cancer scare and that came out negative. So it was just turmoil, but there's always a silver lining on the dark cloud. And I always look for that silver lining and God always gets us through. Hmm. There's, there's pain, there's tears, there's sorrow, but he always gets us through. And I always know, I know always the guy's going to answer prayers. In his time, but there is never false hope when you hope in God. Exactly. The, the true the true hope is in him. It's not in exactly the way that I want it to work out. And, and you understand what I'm saying by that. But I and I love it that you talked to to Elizabeth too. Um, that there is peace. And the word that came to my mind, and you used it, stability. You just wanted a little bit of uh, even keel to life or when you got to Thanksgiving with your daughter. And and you had you, you found that, and you're grateful for that. So you're excited about what's ahead rather than uh, constantly wondering what's going to happen. And and she could have a setback. There's no question, you know, that, that, that could happen. Um, and you'll be ready yeah. for that, and you'll walk through that with her, right? We've had several setbacks, but at every turn, the Lord has come through. At every gl- turn, when she's had a relapse or something, I just look at the sky and say, Lord, if you can hold the stars in the sky, you can hold our children in the palm of your hand. Hmm. Somebody need to hear that today, Becky. I, I'm really glad that you called uh, because— there are a lot of people who are do it right in the middle of the same kind of struggle that you're in, and they can't see any hope, or they can't hang on to that hope because it just feels so out of control and not stable. And I want you to listen to what uh, Becky just said, and and it and that's it confirms what I said a little earlier that being excited about your day doesn't is not. Uh, dependent on the circumstance that you're in, it will cloud everything. You know, you're in a you're in a financial struggle. You don't have a home to live in. You know that kind of thing. It's it's very hard to be excited about what's going on. And yet, and yet, well, let's hear some more stories. Eva is in Indiana. Eva, why did you call today? Well. Every morning, I get to wake up next to my husband of over 30 years, so I don't like to get out of bed. But once I do and I've had my coffee, I get to go to school and interact with my students, which I'm really grateful to work with students who are really polite compared to a lot of high school students. Excellent. Excellent. So you, so would you say it's the coffee or <laughs> or the students? The coffee helps get me started. You know, yeah. it's it's hard to wake up, but uh, once I'm going, I really enjoy being there. Okay, so do you make the coffee at home, or do you get it on the way? Or how does that work? If I get up early enough, I have it at home, and again when I get to school. <laughs> double, you have double caffeine. What uh, what is it that you teach, Eva? I teach high school biology. Wow. What are you uh, so, What are you working on right now? What in the in the uh, in the year? What are you doing? We're doing ecology, which is a really 
a lot of information, and they're working on a project. We're, we're trying to break it down and do it in small pieces, but it's a big project they're working on. Yeah, that's where you learn. I remember uh, diagramming the cell, you know, and doing all the p- pictures of and the color coding of the cell and what it looks like and, and all of that. And uh, pray for biology teachers, especially <laughs> especially mine, uh, who were tried to decipher all that uh, that drawing. Eva, thanks for your work. Thanks for calling today. Thank you. And thanks for coffee. Uh, Kathleen says, I wake up and first thought is my husband, just like Eva said. I'm in love. I'm blessed. God has given us 21 years together. I wake up six weeks later. He's the first thing on my mind right along with the Lord and all that he's given me to look at outside and memories higher than any mountain and then coffee. (laughs) But I can't tell in Kathleen's story if she and her husband, if if this is in past tense, because she said God gave us 21 years together, and now I wake up six weeks later. He's the first thing on my mind. So even if that's, if I'm reading this correctly, even in the loss, there is that gratitude and the, the ability to wake up. Is Thanksgiving a part of all of these as well? There's a relational aspect, and then there's gratitude. Hope is a part of it. What about Kathy in Florida? Kathy, why did you call today? I called to uh, celebrate your comments that you gave, provided to the young lady who called in to that uh, is waiting for her family, trusting God for her family to be united and for a home. And I wanted to say that I, too, had called you maybe two years ago, and I remember you praying for me and the encouraging words that you gave. And uh, I just want to celebrate that and to say that my this is my hope. It, my daughter has been gone now 14 years, and she has a grandchild and um, that I've only seen. She's going to be two. I've only seen her, like, I mean, maybe three times, uh, she and her husband. But um, my hope is this. My hope is in the Lord that we will be united together again here on earth. But if we don't, I'm looking forward and trusting God that we're united together in heaven. And that's where I rest my hope. I wake up in the morning and uh, excited about having an opportunity just to spend time with God in His Word, uh, whether I'm just time just being in His presence or time for the Word to just strengthen my heart and um, maybe fight battles that, that I've been going through and just seeing what God has to say to me through His Word was the word of exhortation that, you know, the struggle that you're having, um, helping me to see my role in the struggle. I've just been in his presence and just enjoying his word. That's me. And I appreciate your program. Oh, Kathy, I am so glad that you called today because uh, I don't remember what I said to you two years ago, but uh, I, I repeat myself a lot. So I probably said much the same thing that I said uh, to Elizabeth about the miracles and the hope and, and things like that. Um, but I, I'm really, that's one of the things what, that gets me up in the morning is looking forward to you know, the other things that I have to do in the day. 
but also looking forward to these conversations, especially like this when it's just you and me together and, you know, a couple other people who are going to call in here during the hour and what's going to happen. I have no idea. I have no idea what you're going to say, but what you just revealed to us about your daughter and then your granddaughter that, and the longing that is there between the two of you, the three of you, and what you hope for, I think is a really, really good thing. I think of other people who are single and want to be married. You know, their hope is, I want to get, and we're going to do a, a Singles at Christmas program next week, early next week on Monday. Lisa Anderson's going to be with us, I believe. And so I want you to listen to that. But if that is your hope is, is being married, your hope is really not being married. Your, your desire is to have deep relationships with the people in your life and to have one person uh, who that you spend the rest of your life with. But you don't know. You don't know if that's going to happen or not. And that's why you have to hope that there is a God who knows you better than you know yourself, who knows everything about you and who wants the best for you. And right now you don't, you're not married. You know, and and again, we're going to talk about that on Monday. Right now, Kathy does not have her daughter in her life and her granddaughter right there the way that she wants. But her hope is fully trusting that God is able to do that in his time and his sovereign will and in his love and his kindness. And I pray again, Kathy, Father, would you do that? Would you would you make this happen for Kathy and her daughter and her granddaughter so that they might have that that union here on this side and if not on that side. And we're going to trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. More straight ahead on Moody Radio. When you woke up this morning, what... What did you have in your mind that excited you about the day and made you think, can't wait to get into it? Even with all the problems you have, uh, here's one person who says, spending the day with our new grandson. Wonderful. And a lot of people had that whole idea of spending time with God. Bob says, John 3, 16 is always on my mind. At a stoplight in the morning in my quiet time on long drives, the rest of my blessed life is secondary to my love for God. Uh, I have always awakened up happy and with expectations of good, said Karen. Doesn't always turn out that way. <laughs> I look for the good. Um, coffee, Bible, and devotion, my utmost for his highest, my one to two grandma days that I get a week. Marsha, thank you. Um, just to be alive another day, Adrienne says. Another day to spend a little time with Jesus. What about how would Jesus answer that question? Jesus, what excites you about your day? When you wake up in the morning, what excites you? And you see clues in the scripture about how much time he will spend with his father. He can't wait to get alone with his father extended times, especially early in the morning. Do you have that? Do you have that feeling? Or or is it when your feet at the floor, you're just in a rush to, to get into everything and you don't have time. I want to hear from you, 877-548-3675. Here's Patrick in Florida in West Palm Beach. Hi, Patrick. Hey, Chris. Good to talk with you. What, a, what, a, what a great conversation piece you, you developed here today. 
Well, thank you. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Well, I was uh, when I called in and I was talking to the young lady. I told her, "What excites me is when I open my eyes in the morning. That I I woke up to another day. I'm just shy of seventy. You know, I'm not old compared to some people, but I'm older than most. And uh, and you know, I'm I'm a retired fireman and and also military. And my pop told me a long time ago. He said, "Boy, at the end of your days." Uh, you're going to be going to more funerals than you ever did before. And guess what? That's exactly what's happening. And, uh, and so I, every day I wake up and I open my eyes and I go, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit for another day. And it's not because of the fear of dying. I've got five grandkids. I got my, I got my family. I got life that's in front of me. I still got buds on the planet and I get a chance. And even if bad comes my way, it gives me a chance to work through it. So every morning when I open my eyes, because I don't know when I close them at nighttime if I'm opening them in the morning, you know, so there's just such a, it brings a smile to my face. And then like the other people talk about the smell of coffee, because I always got it ready to go. <laughs> and, uh, there's yeah, just, what is it about it, coffee? What is it about? Because I feel the same way, because that's the first thing that I do when I, I'm in the office that I come in into in the morning, every, when I wake up in the morning, and I do this pour over thing. So I'll, I'll heat the water and I grind the coffee if I haven't done that the day before. And I'll put it in, you know, go through the, the rigmarole of the 30 seconds and the whatever it is and letting it go through. And just the aroma of that stays in the room all day long so that when I get there the next morning, it's still there. What is it about that aroma that really wakes you up? You know, it, it reminds me of my, of my grandmother on my mother's side. They had a restaurant way back in the day. She said, I always have coffee brewing because it brings out such a, a wonderful smell when somebody walks into a restaurant. And, <laughs> and for me, it's like a it's like a passion, especially being a fireman. Oh, my gosh. You know, coffee's always going. But right. for me, now that I'm retired, I put I put my scoop in, in the, you know, in the holder. But I always have to add that love, that little piece of love parchment to the back of it. And that just sets it off. And so when I. Uh, when I hear it go off in the morning and I start to smell it and I'm still, you know, my eyes just waking and I'm saying my prayers and whatever, but I got that smell of the coffee. Oh my gosh, Chris, buddy, it's just second to bacon. Oh, really close. <laughs> second to bacon. Okay. You know, you, you made a, me th- remember my own grandmother. Cause I used to, uh, my uncles lived with her and they'd go on fishing trips and they would pay me to stay with her. And she was the last person on the planet who needed this 10 year old kid to stay with her. But I remember she would wake me up to go to school and she would have, you know, she'd have a four, four course meal ready, but she would drink her coffee in a little, uh, cup and saucer and she would tip her cup and pour the coffee in the saucer and drink the coffee from the saucer. Have you ever heard of that before? Uh, only with tea. Okay. All right. Yes. If I'm thinking about the same thing. Yes. Um, but, yeah. But no, it's I this, no, it's this rich, mug, you know, it's rich memory that you brought back here of a grandmother and Patrick, thank you for your service, both in the, in the military and then in firefighting, you probably have some stories, some harrowing stories about things that happened to you through the years, don't you? Well, the good Lord put me in people's lives when they needed me the most. That's, that's the thing about it. I did pay a price for it though. 
yeah, I got memories I don't want, but right. I wouldn't give them to anybody else either because yeah. the good Lord put me there for them at that time in the, of their need. Hmm. That was an honor and a privilege. Hey, and I, well, before we get off the phone, you know, you did a show on self-respect. I got a chance to talk to you at that time too. I've had the privilege of talking to you before, buddy. Well done on all your stuff. <laughs> well, I love it. Anybody who calls me buddy, I like. God bless you, Patrick. Thanks for calling here today. <laughs> Isn't that good? Isn't that good? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drink that in just for a minute. Uh from the saucer. Uh Trisha says that Sue wants to say something. I am so blessed to be able to volunteer in wonderful Christian ministries in my retirement years. Love your program, Sue. Thank you for responding. Mark is up next. Mark, go right ahead. Yeah, I um, am excited every day and over all the years of my life about the fact that God is so creative that no two people are alike. And we have arguments for the existence of God from people like Augustine and St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Anselm, but they all leave me cold. As logical, they are not somewhat cold. But the, but, the, but the greatest argument for the existence of God, in my view, is that no two people are alike. And that is also a powerful argument against abortion, mm. because no baby will ever be like the one that you're thinking about killing. And if there's any listener out there who's thinking about doing away with themselves, I would say, please don't, because God created you like nobody else, and nobody else will ever be able to do the things that you can do quite the way you can do them. So we need you. Don't do away with yourself. Yes. Nobody will and, be able to correct. praise God the way that you praise God uniquely because you are unique. Even even uh, twins and triplets, even though they may look, I, I call them identical. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're yeah. different, and you see this in the personalities. And I, I love that you you went there, Mark. There are there there are similarities. For example, this may surprise you, Chris, but your voice to me is reminiscent of James Dobson. <laughs> I like that you said that. Now, now he now he healed souls in the office and you have created souls in your books. So there. Ah. Oh. You know, I got the privilege to work next to him for a, a real brief amount of time and the he there is a I can do my I can do my Dr. Dobson if I if I move my hands because he when he talked and he got excited he moved his hands and he had that kind of staccato rhythm of and still does uh but he had that staccato rhythm and he talked like this to emphasize and he'd get real excited about the things you know just like we're talking about today when he hit the floor in the morning the <laughs> feet hit the floor he really really had it on his radar there's somebody out there who needs what I'm doing here today and you're exactly right. I saw statistics today about suicide, the suicide rates, especially of older men now, 70 and older, who are saying, I'm done. I, oh, it's it's not, dear. you know, yeah. And what oh, you said my. is so true. I'm only five years away from that. Well, we need you. <laughs> what you said is true. We need you right where you are. Don't listen to the enemy and... uh 
Mark, I love your yeah. voice. I, I, I love the, you know, you, I think we're going to be able to, and I've said this before, but I think in heaven, we're going to hear somebody's voice and we're going to say, I know who that is. I'm going to hear my father's voice and I'm going to know, you know, that's, that's my dad right over there without even seeing him. I'm going to know that's him by yeah. the voice yeah. and I'm going to know your voice, Mark. And Dobson's voice was more similar to yours when he was younger. I have to add that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, God bless you, friend. Thank you for calling in here today. I, there's so much that's, that's kind of rolling around my soul about this topic and, and there is excitement, but I also know that there are people listening here today who are not calling, who are saying, there's nothing in my life that I'm excited about. And I, you know, I, there's, like Mark was saying, I, I feel like there's no real reason for me to be here any longer. Don't let the enemy fool you about that. If you are here, there's more than a reason for you to be here. I want to talk more about another thing that Mark said, and we'll take more of your calls straight ahead on Chris Fabry Live. So we're talking about what energizes you each day when you wake up. There's somebody who woke up today with this thought, I might get to save someone's life. Now, it might be a nurse or a doctor or a paramedic or like Patrick, a firefighter, police officer, you know, some first responder. The person I'm thinking about doesn't wear a uniform. They work with CareNet. And every day they come in contact with women and men who are facing an unplanned pregnancy since 2008, CareNet has documented, well, how many do you think? How many lives saved? What if it were one life in 15 years? That baby would be in high school now. Think about that. What if there were 15 people's lives saved in those 15 years? 15 people walking the planet, contributing their ideas and their creativity and their work and their care to people around them. CareNet has a network of 1,200 affiliated pregnancy centers. They provide free ultrasounds and pregnancy tests, decision coaching, options counseling, material support. There's parenting education. And best of all, there's a vision for the better choice that a mother can make and a father if he's in the picture. Maybe you know someone who needs CareNet right now. Click the green button at chrisfabrylive.org. It says CareNet. <laughs> There's a green button for you. And I guarantee you, you're going to be encouraged about the work they are doing. Click CareNet at chrisfabrylive.org. And since 2008, 15 years ago, CareNet has given that vision of life, not for one or 15 or 1,500, but they've documented a million children. Think about that. It is a great ministry. If you haven't heard about them, click CareNet at chrisfabrylive.org. Elaine is on the line. Elaine, I'm looking forward to talking with you. Tell me your story. Hey, Chris. Uh, I'm 55. I've been diagnosed with early onset dementia. And... After that, I was convicted of two things very deeply. One was that I had not found or fulfilled God's plan and purpose for my life. The other one was that 
I was supposed to write, and I felt that this was somehow tied into that first conviction. Um, I've been a professionally, I was a for various newspapers. I was a technical writer, but my heart was always fiction. I have a book that's sitting on a closet in a closet because I never had the guts to send it anywhere. And that's not it. I don't know what it is. And I, I'm just, every day I get up and I'm just praying fervently because I want today to be the day for him to show me hmm. what what I'm supposed to write, what form that is, whatever, and that may come to, I don't know, but but I'm praying that he let me know that because I just, every single day that I'm blessed with, I want to be doing absolutely everything that I can to, to be fulfilling his plan and his purpose for my life. And so that's what that's what gets me out of bed, and that's what I'm so excited for. Um, it, it hasn't been today yet. <laughs> yes, but, right. Um, well, I, let me I'm, ask you a question, I'm, Elaine. Yeah, let me I'm, let me jump yeah, in here to ask yeah. you a question. Do you um, tell me about your family? Tell me about the people who are around you who love you. Um, I got an amazing mom. I got an, ama- I got an amazing family, and. Um, they're all Christians, thank thank God, except for my one, uh, my ex-husband, who's dear to me, and I pray for him daily. But um, they're all around me. They all support me. Um, they all believe in me, and they believe I can do this. They know I can, and they tell me I can. And I just, I'm not, I'm not getting the idea. But, but yeah, they're all, they're absolutely amazing, and I'm so blessed to have them in my life. Okay, I'm glad to know that they're around you because that that's, that's your, that's your treasure. That's the gold that you have those people there. And there's a lot of pressure in what you're talking about. And I want to find just the right thing. And God, you've got to tell me, I want to, uh, if you'll allow me, let me just sit down here beside you and take some of that pressure off and just say, don't feel like you have to write the great American novel or the great American fiction story or whatever. Just sit down and begin to pour your heart out and begin to say the things that are inside here that, you know, the struggle that you're going through, the thing that you're dealing with, with the diagnosis that you have right now, write truly about that so that even if the masses don't read the thing, you know, that John, you know, like John Grisham writes, that the numbers don't get there, you've got something that you are going to be able to give to this mom who loves you. And maybe you start with her. You just start with her. Here's the thing that I remember about my mom that she did for me. This, These are the things that, she, the ways that she loved me. That's going to be something that your mother will treasure the rest of her life. Um, so if you allow me, let me take that pressure off of you. Okay. 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 Uh, and hang on. I want Tricia to get your information before, uh, get your email address or uh, something like that. So we can correspond. Okay. Cause that sounds, uh, (laughs) I've had a few of those too in the, uh, back in the closet on top of the closet. And most of them haven't been read by the way. Uh, Angie, we have time for Angie. I want to hear what you have to say, Angie. Hi, Chris. Good afternoon. Um, Thanks for calling. I'm 
excited today because my dear sweet friend, Wawana, is in hospice. Mm. And she's going to, looks like she's going to go be with the Lord today. Wow. And I'm excited to have her sweet soul taken up to glory with her Savior and this body wrecked with cancer to be left behind. And it gives me great pleasure not to lose her as my friend, but to see her go be with the Lord and not suffer any longer. I was, that's the word that I was thinking of. There's been a lot of suffering that she has gone through. And that's one of the reasons why you are going to do, you're going to do the hard thing. And that is to let go of her, right? Yeah. Yes. But I'm, I'm happy to let go. I'm not happy to lose her. That doesn't bring me joy. I don't want to miss my friend, but I'm so happy to have her death caught up in victory. Mm Mm-hmm. To be with our Savior. And there's because. the hope. We were talking about hope a little yes. bit ago, you know. There That's is the real hope. Exactly. There's the real hope of the of the resurrection. The real hope that this is not all there is. And and also the real reason to keep going, this is not all there is. There is something that God has for you to do. And Angie, you're doing the hard thing. Friend, I I pray that God will give you real grace today as you uh, walk through that those halls into her room. And uh, what what is your f- uh, friend's name again? Her name her name is Wawana. Lawana. It's a Cherokee name. Oh, yes, Lawana. God so, bless you, um, Angie. She and Thank I, you. She and I have been in Bible study for thirty years. We've been doing inductive Bible study. Have you really? Um. The inductive, right? You're in Chattanooga, so I think I know whom I've written those inductive Bible studies. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, all right, um, let me pray right now here at the end. Uh, Father, we, we bring Luana to you. We thank you for her. We thank you for her faith in you. You know the struggle that she's been through, and that today is might be the day that you call her home. Would you give Angie that peace as she walks through those doors, knowing that this is not going to be the last time she sees her because of your mercy, your grace, because of the truth of the resurrection, that Jesus died, was buried, and then rose again, and that we have that same hope because of his forgiveness and power working in us. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, friend. Thanks for calling. Chris Fabry Live is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.